Welcome to The Fraction, your dose of ideas, discussion, and discovery in the realm of radiation therapy. This is part three in our four-part series of discussions with all-stars from the 2018 World Championships of Treatment Planning. In this session, we connect with three experts from three different nations. Alejandro Rincones, who works in Cartagena, Colombia, Daniel Papworth in Brisbane, Australia, and Xiaoming Zhang in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A central theme of this session is the usefulness of treatment plan studies as a tool to test and improve your skills. We discuss how putting a strict time limit on the competition affected the strategy and how objective measurement and scoring of a multitude of metrics both is and isn't like day-to-day -day clinical planning. And ultimately, we talk about where's the future of treatment planning headed? More than anything, this group interview, like the others, is exciting to me because we are connecting with experts, not just in a single city or a specific region or even a nation, but we're connecting with experts across the whole world. Let's see what they have to say. You're tuned in to The Fraction. This is Ben Nelms. Let's get started with Alejandro in Colombia. Well, I'm, I'm a physicist and I'm working right now in the city of Cartagena in Colombia. I'm ori originally from Venezuela, but I'm working right now here. And I use, I use for, the, for the competition Eclipse uh, version 11. And well, I, I use uh, the, the BMAT for the competition. Very good. And then your, your last name is Rincon or Rincones? How do you pronounce it? Rincones. Rincones. How long have you been doing yes. treatment planning? Oh, a, a lot of time because uh, I start, I start um, right after I, I end the college. And like maybe 2010, uh, I have like maybe eight years because <laughs> the, the physicists <laughs> here, we do a lot of a lot of treatment planning because we don't have many dosimetrists. I was just laughing because you think eight years is a long time. <laughs> it makes some of us feel old. <laughs> no, that's that's great. That's uh, so. Thank you very much, Alejandro, for joining. Daniel, calling from Australia. Why don't you introduce yourself? Yeah. G'day. Thanks, Ben. Um, I'm Daniel Patworth from Australia, uh, in Brisbane, so in Queensland. Um, I'm a radiation therapist and work with a uh, private company called Genesis Cancer Care that has centres uh, throughout Australia and um, the UK and Spain as well. So quite a quite a big organisation. Um, my treatment plan was done on Eclipse 15.1 um, and was a BMAP plan and planned for delivery on a... Um, on just a standard true vein. Um, yeah. Very good. Uh, so one interesting topic we can discuss today, uh, we've already heard two VMATs, two Eclipse, two different versions of e Eclipse. One was 11 and one is 15. So as we go through this interview, it might be interesting to learn the difference between those two. Um, and calling from Philadelphia, we have Xiaomin. Why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, my name is Xiaoming and I work in the Abington Jefferson Hospital. So I'm an dosimetrist. 
Uh, my daily use actually is the pinnacle. We don't have VMAT, it's a pretty low. So I have to kind of remotely log in to other hospitals to this competition. So almost in all the competition, I have to remote log into other clinic to do it. So I use the Eclipse and use the VMAT too, use the Washing 13. Oh, very good. So we have an 11, a 15, and a 13. Shamin, let me ask you this question. You said you use both Pinnacle and Eclipse uh, at, for your job, right? Yeah, my, my daily use is Pinnacle, but we use the Siemens machine, so there's a no VMAT function. So that means we are Pinnacle, it's still 9.8. So if you use the MRT and use the, the Pinnacle, it's pretty hard to get high school. <laughs> That's how I tried. I see. So that without the VMAT yeah. license for Pinnacle, you decided you wanted to do VMAT, which means you use uh, uh, Eclipse that you could access remotely. Is that correct? Remotely, yeah. I do consult consulting here. Beside my daily work, I do consulting in Metro, you, Philadelphia, Philadelphia area. You yeah. are one busy person, I guess. Uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is great. Um, that's a great introduction from all of you. I thought the first uh, uh, topic, and we'll just go for now, we'll just keep going through one by one. Describe the, the day of the world championship. And I don't know, some of you in, uh, let us know if this was your first ever prono plan study you did. We have about a dozen of them so far. We do about three a year, but this was the first one that was timed. So if you can tell us, was this your first plan study? And then go ahead and tell us what was that day, those four hours of the world championship, describe how your, what your strategy was, um, your process of getting your plan and some of your interesting experiences and just walk us through how that was. You're all, you all did exceptionally well. That's why you're, you're in these interviews. So we'll, we'll start again with Alejandro. Take us through that day and your experience. Okay. Uh, I mean, um, I, I prepared a little because um, it was 4 p.m., like uh, the, the, the end of the day from the work day. So I just prepared to, 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 be, to be available to the, the, that time. And I just start, start working. I, I, I read before the, the instructions you, you were given. And well, it was, it was to first to import the, the structures and the and then I, I, I read already all the all the instructions. And I, I just just start like a, a normal, a regular plan from a patient. I have a template uh, to a pelvis patient. And I think the first thing you have to do is like to see what structures do you have to, to work with, the target. And um, I mean, you have to, to eliminate a lot of structures that's not going to, to do anything because you, you have a lot of structures there in the cities, in the city. And I think the, the first thing is to see, to try to, to do a simple plan to see what's going to, to be hard to, to the system to, to, to get, you know, mm -hmm. and like a, a first plan, a first plan to, 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 to see what's going to be. Was this, and, your, was this your first, let me just ask, sorry to interrupt, was okay. this your first plan study or had you used Prono for other plan studies in the past? No, I, I had used like the... Okay, good. So at least you, you knew how the whole thing worked and, and then you're treating it. Ah, yes, yes. Like, like, like the thing to submit the plan and, and, and to see the score. Yes, yes. I participated in the previous plan from the head and neck in 2000, 
and 17. Very good. Okay, so you have the data, you've imported the structures, you did a simple plan. What, what about after that? Oh, well, uh, it was like uh, to see that that uh, what's, what's going to, to, you are going to use, no? Like how many arcs, uh, how it's many, it, how are going to be the angles from the collimators? And well, it's, it was like like calculating and, and trying to get better results, like uh, having to to get a better target coverage, and you know, to the the organ at risk, trying to 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 get down the the the, the dose. So that's that. good. So you basically treated it like any treatment plan you might be assigned with a set of very specific. Yes, the thing is, is like like you have only four hours, and you you and in reality you can experiment and much. No, you have to to do, like like you know it's going to 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 be some some somewhat somewhat right. Well, that's that's good. So how how would it, how did it get near the end of the competition? Were you were you hurried to get your final plan in? Or? Yes, yes, I was like 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 trying to improve to improve and to to. Because there are a lot of structures that that are, are, are hard to get the, the the point you 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 want. So so I, I think it was four hours. I, I I I could do better. It was more time, but I don't know. It was a a, a good thing to do to, to practice. Yeah, you obviously. And yes, I I really I really treat it like a normal patient that I would do. That's good to hear. That's what we. That's what we wanted. We wanted people to, uh, you know, test the skills they have to use every day. Um, Daniel, take us walk walk us through what it was like for you. Yeah, so um, this is the opposite end of the day. It was a, I think it was a seven o'clock start in the morning. Yeah, so you know, got up a bit earlier than normal. Um, came in and uh, had tried to clear my day as much as as possible for those four hours um you know and it's still um uh still a work day so uh trying to keep one eye on other things while doing the plan but um that wasn't really to the the detriment of the plan at all um you know when you're doing a vmat and um got a bit of calc time and whatnot so i guess when it comes to the actual plan um i had a similar process i really just followed how I would plan any similar case. Um, I did probably throw an extra arc at the plan and we would technically, but um, uh, certainly the process of, um, uh, you know, establishing your arc geometry, um, looking at uh, what kind of structures you want to optimize to with crop structures and, um, uh, all, all the target structures and what overlaps and whatnot um, was all as per, per normal. And then basically just an iterative sort of process um, using the um, the Prono website to, to get a better score and um, look at the scorecard, see where you're, you're falling down and try and make adjustments and um, be a little bit strategic in um, only changing one or two things at a time and seeing seeing the result. If you had to estimate how roughly how many different iterations or uh, plan and dose combinations you tried during the course of the four hours, what would you estimate? Um, oh, at a guess, maybe maybe ten. Um, 
Actually, potentially more than that. Um, one thing that I thought was interesting, though, was I think I had uh, my final plan after about, it was definitely less than two hours, and then I was um, essentially going backwards um, to a degree. So uh, what one thing that I've found, I've done a few prono um, competitions, and the, the one mil calc grid, um, is not our standard, um, but it does give you a bit of a bump in scores. I've, I've found so um, the uh, I, I had a my ideal what ended up being my ideal plan after yeah a bit less than two hours, and then just stuffing around after that until about the last half an hour where I went back to that earlier plan and changed it to one one mil calc grid and reoptimized, and that was the final plan. That's interesting. So technically, your final plan you did have done in roughly two hours, and to get your to optimize your score, you could go to a finer dose grid, and you found that gives you a few more points. Is that pretty much true? Yeah, that's that's very accurate. This is a great comment. Pause here because you're all Eclipse users for this World Championships. You all did an Eclipse plan. The reason that your score might be getting a little better is because there's less. Um, this is really true for all planning systems because you're you're painting your gradients more steeply whereas if you had a two and a half millimeter dose grid which was our minimum requirement for this one i believe uh, every dose point is going to be as accurate but when we super sample and super 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 sample our dvhs we have to go with tumor or uh, you know target and oar voxels that are sub millimeter in size so what you're seeing here is instead of using an interpolated dose, which will inherently be smoother and less steep, when you go to a one millimeter grid, your TPS is going to give you a steepness. So it's, it's something worth mentioning, improving the resolution of your dose, which means you have less of an interpolation effect. It's it definitely worth pointing out. So that that's a little tip for some people if they do have that extra time at the end. If you go to a finer dose grid, it usually will, for any planning system, give you a more trustworthy dose grid and a, and a little bit of a higher score. Now, Xiaomin, I'm going to uh, ask you the same question. I do notice two interesting differences about, about your plan. Um, yours was exceptionally efficient in terms of monitor units, and that is probably because you went with three beams. A lot of people opted to go ahead and go to four, which was the max allowed, but you did three, and you also used... 15 MV. So why don't you explain a little bit about how you attacked this problem? Um, okay, actually that day when I log in to the, the clinic, I don't have a 10. So normally I use the 10, but I only can use 15 because I know if I use a 6, then it will be not that good. So for the, I think my MU is extremely low. The reason is not over modulated because I have no time. So when I downloaded the the system the, the, the children plan, it's already 4:30. So I don't have any template, so I have to add actual counters. I have to add all the constraints one by one, one by one. So spend me on the actual another half hour. So I just use my kind of a daily ways I define three arc. Always use the 30 kilometer 30 and 330. Another one is 80. That's my routine due to the pelvis remat. So I run totally 
it thinks that four wrong is just once. Then I kind of go back around another two times, just back one level. So there's not a much chance for me to try to improve that much. And I kind of do all the pronoun competition. Every everyone I took head and neck uh, and uh, long SBRT. And most of ninety percent I'm on the top. Yeah, I reckon I I recognize your name from the high performer list for sure. Yeah, I think I started from twenty thirteen. Yeah, when the RR plan challenge. Yeah, I think I did all the competition. I think it's pretty good. Every time I learn something, so that's why I enjoy and I encourage my students to try too. Yeah. That's great. I want to ask you a question. Yeah. You mentioned something useful. You. You didn't have a, a template prepared, so you had to go through the objectives, and that was just mainly busy work that cost you some time, right? Yeah, yeah, because uh, for some reason, I otherwise you give me the the metrics I can do one week before, create all the template, template all the template counters, but I have no happen. I can I have no chance to do all this, so I have to sit down there, do one by one, one by one. It's kind of frustrating. So when I run the first time, I only get the one twenty one. I even want to give up. I think it's kind of no time, because for example, I got zero for the forty seven point twenty five. The dose that one, and for my experience, it's so easy to get. I just change in, if I have time. I just change in the forty seven twenty five centigrade into the counter. Then create a forty-five grade account of minus and push one more time. I certainly can get some score, but I, I have no time. And another one is the D max goes to the GTV. Supposed pretty easy, but I just kind of have no time to push the D max goes to the GTV. So that's kind of otherwise easy. you can get a couple of points. Are yeah. you telling us that your regular paying job got of curing people from cancer got in the way of your plan study? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, I do have a specific question since you all used Eclipse for this for this particular competition. Uh, Alejandro and Daniel, did you have templates already set up because you knew what the at least what the metrics would be and the and the the organs and the contour and the targets scored? No, I I really did not have a template ready uh, because I I have read, but I I. Because there are not so many objectives, so but, but of course I I I lost a little of, of time doing that. Daniel, what about you? Did you had did you do any uh, like preparation beforehand to shave a, to save you a few minutes here and there? No, it's been a um, problem all my life, a lack of preparation, and uh, this was no different. <laughs> um, not only that, but we made you start at seven in the morning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> that's another topic I'd like your insight in. So the time limit, the the time limit, everyone was competing not only for the same amount of time, but at the same time around the globe. So it could have been even worse than you, Daniel, if you had been in, in, in Beijing or something, you would have been starting at four or five in the morning. And, and in Europe, they were starting really late. So that we just did so people couldn't, it wouldn't invite people to give the data out in advance if we did it by time zone. But about the time limit, did you find four hours appropriate, aggressive, or too long? We'll start with, we'll go backwards this time. Xiaomin. Yes, for me, if, if you have a GPU, if you have a kind of a rapid plan, it should be way faster. But if you, because I work in different places, if you 11, 
maybe spending more than 30 or 40 minutes to run three arc, but some place is so quick. Maybe you can run 10 times, but some people only can run three times. So for me, if you can increase one hour, two hours more, maybe that would be better. That's what I'm thinking. It's good, isn't it? It's definitely um, perform um, the performance of your hardware and the, the number of services you can run at the same time has a big imp impact on it. Uh, Daniel, what did you feel about the time limit? Just about right? Too long? Too short? I thought it was about right. It uh, certainly wasn't a limitation for me. Um, I already said I probably did 10 plus plans in that time. So, you know, if not getting a good result, then um, can't really blame the, the, the amount of time in my situation at least. Now you're you were actually most of that four hours was at the time that people were working. Um, started at seven a.m., so I'm sure the place was filling up and getting busy. Were you able to limit? You think you were able to limit your distractions during that time? Was that out of luck, or, or did you tell everyone, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go lock myself in a in my room for four hours"? No, I certainly didn't tell anyone. Um, you know, I'd be worried if I didn't do well then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll let them know. So, uh, yeah, I just tried to limit distractions as much as I could. Um, fairly flexible in my role that um, didn't have uh, too many commitments that I I had to get to. So, um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. And Alejandro, by that time, at 4 o'clock, you said the, the day was getting pretty clear. So what did you think about the four-hour time limit? Yes, it was it was uh, pretty clear. It was it was the, the end of the workday. So I, I told my my coworker to help me because I'm gonna be I was going to be boss busy. So I think it was like okay. Uh, I think uh, one thing is like older version of Eclipse. Uh, uh, they lost a lot uh, a lot of time doing the cal the uh, calculation. So that's a disadvantage. But but I think it was okay. I think you you can you cannot uh, like you have to do the the things you 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 know that works and I don't know it was fun it was it was it was different for the other the other plant studies. Yeah, definitely. And then you you were using version eleven. I wonder, um, Daniel and Shamin, do you rem the, let's let's talk about where there are differences? How much of the how much of the difference in version 11 to 13 to 15 might have had an impact? I don't really know, but let's see. Daniel, you've seen all three of them. Do you have a memory of that? Yeah, I think um, certainly 11 to 13 is big. Um, you know, you can see live dosimetry, I think at 13 point something, and that's a, that's a big change just to know if you're completely off track or not. So. Um, that's probably the the biggest jump, and also I guess um, the GUDs I think came in at thirteen something. Um, so being able to use those as well, I think from thirteen six to fifteen, um, which is the the jump we did. Um, I'm not sure that the actual optimization changed too much from memory. So. Um, so they're fairly similar. Um, our calc times are pretty good. Like we're, I'm on a big network, so I think we've got 15, uh, 17 CAS servers or something. So it sort of goes like a bit of a rocket, even um, during clinical hours. 
Yeah, that's that's very helpful. From the first interview, uh, the team from Brazil, their machine was pretty pretty fast, but they had only one. So they could not spread the optimization or the calculation over different services. So in the course of four hours, they had computing time only to create three iterations. So they really had to hit it and get it really good in the first three. So I've been learning more and more the, that speed really does matter. Um, kind of take that for granted sometimes. Um, so, so this is really good. Now to get you guys talking with each, with each, each other a little bit, do you think tests like that, like, what is your opinion in general about doing scored plan studies like this? How can they be improved? Are they important? Should they be used in different ways? We're constantly looking to try to make an impact on the field and, and really we need to talk to the best of the best and that's you. So what ideas do you have to improve treatment plan quality around the world? Yeah. All right, I'll give it a, a shot. I guess, um, you know, I really like the concept. Um, uh, the scoring, um, I guess, is ultimately a little bit academic and we're, we're testing planner skill. You know, you could um, put different priorities and change the, the scoring system to get whatever result you want. So uh, I guess the bigger um, piece would be around what the, the clinical implications of the um, different scorecards are uh, is where things would be really interesting. And, um, you know, uh, as a test of planning systems and, um, and delivery methods and whatnot, um, certainly achieving the goal there, but um, clinical impact would be fascinating. Do you feel like your, and this question again is for everyone, do you feel like your physicians, you get an order up, hey, we need, we need a patient, here's the prescription. Do you feel like you get very specific inputs about what the physician thinks a good plan is? Uh, do, you, do you get a lot of guidance there in your day-to-day -day work? Yeah. I think we kind of all follow the protocol. So every leasing area, we have a kind of DVIH sound reading. So whatever I like for the metric system, I think it's a, some plans looks pretty, but if you go to the metrics, if you go to the protocol, it's not, actually it's not. So you have a lot of room to improve. So that's how I like that the kind of this kind of plan challenge, you can, you, you need to find a way to try Try to improve your plan, and when you have this scale, it, it can easily use your use to your daily life too. So that's actually my clinic is kind of I, I can pretty quickly easily to get a decent plan, and follow the protocol too. Yeah. Oh, I like this. So let me continue that 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 thought. Do you feel like you get instructions, but your protocols in in the day to day planning are kind of a pass-fail mentality where if, as soon as you meet an objective, you can stop there? Or do you have physicians who are starting to say, at least get here, but do as good as you can? Is there more specific guidance that can keep you, that can allow you to raise the quality of your plan and know when you have improved the plan? Yeah, based on protocol, sometimes it's way easy to make it, but if you try to get the best one, you still can. So that's a doctor, the same thing. If you can improve, you can get a better result. We still try. Yeah, certainly. 
Very good. And Alejandro, how would you, um, what's your experience here? Well, well I, I think that plant studies are, are very good for, for, for us, the dosimetrists, because in, I, I agree because maybe sometimes the physicians, uh, they, they want you to do a good plan, but uh, you don't, if, if you don't need to push a, a, best pl a better plan, uh, maybe you, you, you don't do it. And when we do these planet studies, it's like we, we can really know what we can do because we push the system very hard. And maybe with, with, with we are working with a physician, he, he doesn't really know that the system, and maybe the, the dosimetrists uh, don't know either that the plan is, can be, can be better. Just to let any of you know, since you're in this upper echelon of treatment planning, if, if you ever, if there's ever a conference uh, that you want to, that you want to design your own treatment plan study for, we do three to four a year uh, associated with different conferences and you could lead one. You could design the plan quality algorithm. Um, you could define the, the structures and the image set. So at some point consider graduating from just people who perform really well to maybe people who design a plan study whether it's regional or national or international just know that that's always an option um, well let me uh, let me take this now to a different point of discussion I'm gonna ask you to look into the look into your crystal ball and predict either how you think treatment planning will continue to evolve over the next, say, five to ten years, or how you think it should evolve over the next five or ten years. And we'll start with uh, whoever has an idea. Well, well, I, I think that um, clearly, clearly it's evolving like to, to automation, like rapid plans, no? And I think the future is there, but uh, it's a still it's still early, you know. We 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 still need the the people that evaluate that plants. Let's talk about that topic specifically. Do you think um, do you think automation can happen? I'm I'm only thinking about this because we had a meeting uh, earlier today, and it the topic came up. Do you think automation can happen in? Do you think it's possible in uh, to do without having this kind of this scoring method where we're producing a more objective measure of the quality of a plan? Because when you're automating something, you want to prove that it works. So how do you prove that it works? Yes, I think you, you have to, to compare it to, to the people that do that, do that, that job. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't really seen how, how that works, but I, I, I see that that a lot of centers are, are doing that and collecting data for the for the automated planning. Yeah, they certainly are, and all the vendors are working on their own types. Yes. Uh, Daniel and Xiaomin. I think based on the, 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 the experience, how do database design? So if the, the people design database, it's not a, the best one. I don't know they can get the best plan or not, but at, the, at least uh, the rapid plan can for the beginner, for the average dosimetrist, I, I think that's a good try. Yeah, I think by data, the, I think we're specifically, since we're in this Eclipse, uh, three Eclipse users, specifically that would be the topic of knowledge-based planning where you have to feed in a collection of plans that you think are good and then future plans will be based off of that. 
that's that's what you mean by the quality of your database, Xiaomin? Yeah, that's how I mean, yeah. Have you played yeah. around with that at all? No, we we don't have a license. So suppose the new version, we are, we are kind of build a new center. So on July 1st, we are moved to the Eclipse and uh, to image all the new stuff. So we bought a license too. So let's see, I don't know. I just went to the meeting. So each vendor showed me how the rapid planning or knowledge-based planning doing and but I know this time when you do you, you when you hold this competition, you try to I guess in the group people use the rapid planning. Oh but maybe still not that good not that good. I, I don't know. Well part of the goal uh, ongoing goal of the world championship is to go ahead one of the side goals is to measure automation versus manual and we did have um, some advanced methods for other planning systems used we didn't have any rapid plan um, attempts not yet at least but that would be a good way to measure and with all of your experience in past plan studies I think you have a really good idea of of how an automated system should be performing because you have a, a good idea of what a what's expected out of a manual. So it, it's, it's definitely, we have to take on the responsibility of inviting to uh, inviting those new methods. I think they are the future, but making sure we validate them and adopt them at a, at a reasonable pace. Daniel, do you have any, if you had to look into your crystal ball and predict the future of treatment planning, what do you see? Yeah, I'm certainly a big believer in the, the rapid plan model where we're fairly new users with it but i've been blown away really that a um a, a good library of plans and a, a well-validated model can have really uh good results especially when compared to a, a population of planners so you know it might might not be quite as good as your your best planner but um it's going to lift the uh the whole group so i think um, yeah, that automation is uh, is real and it's coming and it's a, a, a good thing. Um, it's going to uh, have benefits in outcomes and um, enable us to spend our time on those cases that don't fit that model. Um, and also I think, uh, you know, planning is getting so complicated and um uh, it has the ability to to make then those complicated plans the new normal and, and still be able to do them efficiently and quickly and potentially even um, get them to be online online planning and do that true adaptive um, which you know I think makes potentially more difference than um, than the best plan you can do looking at a, uh, a snapshot in time of someone. Um, you can do that every day online and that's pretty incredible. Yeah, that's a, that's a great outlook. To, um, so a couple of things, just, just to reiterate, when you're saying you, you have a look, you, you improve the population, statistically we say you want to not only improve the average quality but decrease the variation and certainly automation is a way there. Until then, uh, you know, Training people on best practices helps do that as well. But you mentioned something also very important. Isn't automation, and maybe this is the a topic to pick your brains on is the next question, 
don't you think some kind of automation is almost required for adaptive? Otherwise, you can't, if there's a patient on the table and you have a new CT, cone beam CT, or around the corner MR of the day, you kind of need automation to come up with the best plan of the day, maybe by tweaking the original plan. But have you thought a little bit about what the future of adaptive might look like um, in general or specifically for your clinic? Um, not specifically for our clinic. We're probably a little bit far away from that. But I think, um, you know, the variant solution of rapid plan with MCO and um, the GPU calculation, that you can see that um, not too far in the future that becomes very, very real, um, that you can have a, a truly online uh modulated plan combine that in with you know in vivo dosimetry from um some EPID based uh qa software and um yeah that's it's a pretty neat future yeah starting to starting to check all the boxes alejandro you and your colleagues do you talk about adaptive planning much yet you're talking about when we are doing like uh, an an MRI with the with the patient in the in the machine and do a, another planning, right? Well, when I said MR, I was actually specifically giving a tip of the hat to. There's at least two companies, uh, what ViewRay and uh, Electa, who have are going to have online image guided MR. So you're going to have a high, yes. higher quality image of the day to perhaps even if it's as simple as reshaping the target for that day. You know, that, that means you should have a plan of the day or at least verify that the original plan is semi-optimal for the new target shape. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I saw, I saw a presentation about some something similar to that. And I think that's it's the best you can do, right? Like optimize, optimize your plan for the, 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 the images you, you have in the moment. And yes, but you have, you have to be, if, if you have, if you have help from the from the system, like to do the auto planning, but I think uh, you have to to have a let's say a human, no, to know if the plan is right or, or to know if something's wrong because you you can trust really trust yet in the in the auto planning. Right, I think it's the the human machine is a system that works together, and I think as Dave, yes. The, the outlook here is really healthy. I like to ask this because whenever I hear pe people who do a lot of treatment planning as part of their job, when they scoff at automation, I think, no, this is great. Everything we've like, even inverse planning in a way was a step towards automation, meaning IMRT and BMAT requires uh, inverse planning as automation and just let that evolution keep going forward. Um, Shamin, before I forget, <laughs> you mentioned earlier you you mentioned your students, didn't I hear you say your students? Yeah, we have students. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson student. Yeah. Tell me, are uh, are these uh, dosimetry students, physics residents? When you say that, what do you mean? Yes, dosimetry student. So actually, I try to ask them to kind of try to, but since they cannot remote login, they just use the pinnacle. So the score wise is not that good <laughs> because we are the low pinnacle. Yeah. But certainly it's helpful for even the GYN is after competition, I still ask my student download the data set and they can try Practice, sure. in the clinic. Yeah. Yeah. And they can still score themselves. So when you, yeah. if you have uh, let's, let's, so they're using pinnacle in the clinic, 
how do you train mm -hmm. them um, on best practices for practical skills such as treatment planning? What's your methodology there for making them all as good as they can be? Yeah, I think they have a kind of a system. They have a, each period, they have a things to do. But as a, for me, as a senior dosimetrist, I try to give my kind of planning trickies to show them, try to let them know which way you can get a best plan, you know? For example, the, the, for example, the MRT. So if you just put a couple of beams there, you can get get a plan you want. But if you use the fixed jaw, if you kind of rotate a collimeter, or if you try some tricks, you can way better plan. So that's why I try to use my experience and especially use my experience from the competition to show them which way is better. For example, the head and neck. So I remember that's why I took the head and neck competition. I think I got pretty good score. And then I showed them how I separate, separate different PTVs and the, to how to give the constraint. I always mention to them, it's like garbage in, garbage out. So if your constraint is reasonable, you can easily get quick, get a good plan. But if your constraint is not reasonable, whatever you try, that sometimes the other dose may try a couple of days, but you cannot get a good result. But if your constraint is reasonable, you can get just first round, you get whatever you want, just to try to improve, get it, get it better, try to get it better. Yeah, in other words, don't ask the optimizer to do something that might be impossible because it'll keep trying and it will never yeah. succeed. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that. That's happened sometimes. I'll maybe try a couple of days and give back to me and then I find, oh, it should be, if you use this way, it should be way easy. You can get it right away. But if your constraint is kind of a conflict, it's not reasonable, whatever you do, it's garbage in, garbage out. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I already mentioned to my students, yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a good lesson for a lot of parts of life. Um, just so you guys know, we will have another plan study we're launching for the AAMD. It's a really interesting breast study. So you can all get prepared to do that one. It won't be timed, so you can do it in your spare time. We'll be open four or five weeks. But I think it's really interesting because the breast plans present a different set of challenges. And this one is really challenging. We've been working hard at the algorithm. So I hope you'll all participate again. Um, this has been great. I really appreciate the time and your wisdom. Are there any uh, uh, closing thoughts or words of encouragement to the radiation therapy community out there in the world that that you would like to uh, to say? The floor is yours. Uh, I'd like to say thank you so much for in the past couple of years uh, provided that all this plan challenge to improve our plan skills. So thank you very much. Oh, well, we're always humbled when people thank us because we, we believe in it, and that's good. We built the system, and that's good. But the system means nothing if we don't have people like you basically showing, what, uh, showing what's possible and participating, donating your time and efforts. Uh, we're, we're always humbled by how many people do that. So we should really be thanking you, and, and we are. Um, Alejandro or Daniel, what... Uh, what words of wisdom? Yes, yes, um, um, yes I, I would like to 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 to, uh, to talk about that to to, to get a bit uh, the best plan. You have to 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 give it your time, no, to 
because if you want to do it quickly, it's not going to be so good. So you have to put good time and effort to, to do your best. And these competitions help helps to, to, to know you better and the system. And, and I want to thank you and your team to, to this initiative. They, they are very, very good, I think. Oh. So thank you. Again, thank, thank you. <laughs> Daniel? Yeah, and um, I'll probably just say that with others, um, it's worth, you know, uh, Prono is a great place to experiment with uh, with new plans and new techniques because you get that um, uh, essentially real-time feedback and can quantify those differences that you um, that you make in a plan. So I, I certainly think that the whole process has helped my planning and um, you know, when I've watched videos of the high performers previously, um, certainly things that I've picked up and are now routine in our in our clinic. Um, so it's a great great improvement tool. So um, to others get involved and to you Ben, thanks very much. Again, it's, it's almost embarrassing because we feel we, we're, we're for these planned studies, uh, we're, we are nothing without the participants and then the people who organize them. So you are leaders, you are the best in the world at what you do. Uh, we're nothing without you guys. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your wisdom. And I look forward to seeing your names on the high performer boards of the future. So thanks again. is a Prono Systems production. If you have ideas for a future topic, something you'd like us to explore, or a story that you would like to tell right here on the show, then by all means let us know. We want to hear from you.